welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two people with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of their favorite shows in the hopes of making the other person have an epiphany and start watching something they normally wouldn't watch. My name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoons. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. And this week we are watching an anime, which is a flavor of cartoon, (laughs) called My Hero Academia, or also known as Boku no Hero Academia, which is what I've always called it, but that's just the Japanese title of the same thing. So, did you know anything about My Hero Academia before, uh, before this? I knew that it was about, like, a superhero school. I think I knew that their powers were called quirks. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. There's a guy in it who we didn't meet in this episode who has a bird head. There's a lot of characters we didn't meet in this episode. Yeah, I, I so I knew he existed, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of about it. I mean, honestly, I feel like you you know, like, the gist of what it is. If you know about quirks and you know it's about a superhero school. Yeah, and I know there's a guy with a bird head. That's all mm-hmm. you need to know. That's all you need to know. Done. The fact that the superpowers are called quirks is also a really cool thing because the actual Japanese word that they use is tr- basically translates, I think, to, like, individualities or uniquenesses or something like mm-hmm. that. But obviously that is a really awkward word in English that doesn't really flow So when they, like, because before there were official translations of this, there were, like, fan translations, which often happens with manga. Like, when it first starts out, there's fan translations, and then it gets more popular, and then it gets official translations. And the fan word that, like, a certain fan group started using was quirks for the superpowers. And then that became such a, like, popular thing to call it that the official translations decided to use that word. So it's kind of a fun little, like... The fandom basically decided what the superpowers were going to be called in English, and then now that's, like, officially what it's called. That's very cute. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that little... I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but do you want to just go ahead and and talk about the the pilot episode, the first episode? I do. I do. I I will tell you that I know none of their names. That's fair. Uh, Do you want me to quickly tell you the names of the characters you meet in this episode? Or do you just want to call them whatever you're going to call them? Do you want to tell me the main character's name and the, his bully's name? That would okay. be the most helpful. Um, the main character's name is Izuku Midoriya. And also he gets called Deku um, as like a, like, it's like an, ins- it, yeah. it, Deku translates, I think, to like idiot or like useless or something like that. Uh, and that's what his bully calls him. And then later he ends up using that as his hero name as like a, Screw you. So I did catch that one, and I at first thought it was his name, and then when, like, it became more clear he had a different name, I was like, that's gonna be an insult, right? Yeah, but he does get called Deku a lot, so you'll see people call him Deku a lot, or usually Midoriya is is the name. Like, Izuku, I think, is, like, his given name, and Midoriya is his, like, family name, but often in Japanese, you go by your family name, so he goes by Midoriya a lot. The bully's name is Katsuki Bakugo. His given name is Katsuki, but most people call him Bakugo. Um, so you'll usually hear him called Bakugo. But Deku Midoriya also calls him Kachan, which is like a little kitty nickname of Katsuki because they've known each other since they were little kids. <laughs> so you'll, he'll also get called Kachan, but specifically by uh, Midoriya. Okay. So they kind of have multiple names, but you could probably call them like Midoriya and Bakugo. Okay. You have such a good accent on those that I'm like, wow, I can't attempt that. Like, <laughs> you, you, you say it with such flair. 
<laughs> and then the only other name I feel like you need for this is All Might, but you probably caught that. Yeah, I just ended up calling him Captain America the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His hero name is All Might. <laughs> I didn't get that, but I was like, this is Captain America. <laughs> well, he's very obviously based on American superheroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Captain America, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Watch me have already forgotten all their names. <laughs> I literally wrote Deku my entire Or Deku. Life. You can call him Deku. He gets called that a lot as well. <laughs> he kind of has three names. Okay, so we're just going to call him his mean name. Because we're mean. He, 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 like, owns it. He, he ends up using it for himself. <laughs> okay, okay. So the thing starts with this little kid. This is Deku. He's on the playground, and he's defending this other boy who's, like, on the ground. He's obviously hurt. And Deku is like, you gotta stop. This is mean. And all these bullies laugh at him, and they're like, you want to play the hero, but you don't even have a quirk. And then one of them turns into, like, a fucking dragon, and <laughs> then the other one is, like, slapping his fist together, and he's fire. That's the main kid. Mm-hmm. That's mean. It's technically explosions, but yes. Fair. And I don't actually know if the third one showed a power there. They just kind of all go into, like, a zoom racing mode, and then we smash cut to, like, seeing the trees and the sun, and we pan to Deku lying on the ground, beaten up, and he's doing this little voiceover, and he's talking about how the world isn't fair, but he learned that when he was young, and he decided that was going to be his first and his last setback. And... Just a side note, and I'm so glad this stopped, but the background noise in this particular scene is so annoying, and I don't know what it is about it, but something about how, like, the bird chirps and stuff are coming through is, like, so, like, electronic and buzzy that I was like, why, why is this the sound we're doing right now? Weird. I didn't notice it at all. I couldn't even picture the background noise if you asked me to. Also, I meant to ask, did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched the sub. Okay, same. I also watched the sub. Okay. So then we see Deku, he's older now, and he's running uh, to see where all these people are gathered because there's this giant, I want to say he's like a rat man attacking. A big monster man. I don't know if he's meant to be any particular animal. Yeah, he just has a very long, oblong face. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, chilling. And attacking well, the thing. Well, he's not chilling. He's chilling. He's like attacking the city, but sure. No, he's chilling. <laughs> and Severance come to see him attacking the city and, and chilling. there and chilling. And Deku's like, oh my god, it's a villain. And then we have the title song, which is like a cool little superhero thing. It looks like a superhero thing. And <laughs> yep. then it also is Deku looking sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because it kind of just looks like he's sad because he has to go to school because he's doing all these school things but he's sad after this dramatic superhero sequence and then there's this dramatic sequence of him and his bully where they're like staring at each other and then they like walk past each other and are backwards and I was like anyways I hope they're in love because that's what that title sequence looks like <laughs> Gotta, you gotta have your homoerotic bully character in any good shonen. It's not anime if it doesn't have that. It's true. So that ends, and we get this explanation that the first superpower ever recorded was in a baby that exuded light in China. And after that, they discovered that all these people have all these superpowers, and that 80% of the world's population has a special trait, 
and it became super normal because obviously that's a very high percentage. Honestly, that seems, my one complaint is like, that seems like a low percentage considering how much they treat not having a quirk as being weird. I I forgot what the actual percentage was. And then when they were like 80%, I was like, that's not even that high, like compared to the way they act like not having a quirk is like insane. That's fair. The way they act about not having a quirk does make it feel like that percentage should be higher. Mm -hmm. But the way that, like, especially the teacher acts about, he kind of just, like, assumes everyone's going to be a superhero because they have a quirk and they're cool, right? But, like, if 80% of your population has a superpower, they are not all going to be superheroes. (laughs) They're definitely not. Like, a big part of the story is that, like, most people have quirks that they just don't do anything with. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I want from people. So we smash cut back to the fight where the evil rat man is, and there's all of these superheroes coming in, and there's a guy who, the stuff called Death Arms, is that right? That seems bad. That's what they called him? I don't cool. remember. I don't think he's a super important character. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. His name is Death Arms, apparently. His name is Death Arms. And there's another guy whose name I didn't catch who's a rescue specialist. Yeah, he's also not that important. He's a firefighter-themed hero. <laughs> and there's another guy who was, like, the young rising star, and he's also a tree. Yeah. he's His name is Kamui Woods, I think. He's a little more important. And anyways, Deku has a huge crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And the tree guy goes to do his special power to, like, cage the rat man. And out of nowhere, this giant girl flies in, completely fucking flattens the guy, which is pretty cool for her, except I know she's wearing an all-white suit. It looks like she's, like, completely naked. And then she, like, makes a dumb joke about her ass, and there are guys taking pictures of him. And I'm like, that's That's anime! Gotta have that fan service. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just... Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen just from the title sequence, the way the girls were dressed in the title sequence. I was like, that's okay. Yep, this this anime is not particularly progressive in terms of its female fan service. <laughs> it, it has some good female characters, like, story-wise, but it definitely leans into the, the stereotypical anime fan service thing a lot. Yeah. To be fair, it's also very much pulling from American comic books, and they're not much better. Yeah, that's fair. American comic books, the way that the female superheroes dress isn't better than that, so uh-huh. it's it's not anime's fault. Anime and American comic books can both take the blame for this. <laughs> we blame them equally. Yeah. Anyways, so he's taking notes about how her power is giantification, and he says that's cool, but it might not really be useful because she's going to destroy the city, which is pretty valid. Yeah, fair. I think she actually does destroy the bridge during this, so... Yeah, or at least the street below the bridge. She definitely does some destruction. She definitely destroyed something. Uh, Good Mm -hmm. for her. She deserves it. (laughs) And anyways, this random stranger asks Deku if he's studying to be a hero, and he encouragingly says, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And we smash cut to the school, and the teacher's like, hey, we're going to decide your whole future today and what you want to do for the rest of your life, because it's high school, and they do that to you, and it's stupid. Yeah, pretty accurate. <laughs> 
And the class goes absolutely wild while this teacher's like, you're all going to be heroes. You're all going on the hero track. And then you see Deku looking small and depressed at his desk. And then the bully speaks up and he's like, I won't be lumped in with all these losers. And the whole class is just outraged by this. And then he says, shut up like the extras you are, which is actually pretty funny. It is pretty funny because literally all of them except for him and Deku are just extras. None of them come up again. Exactly. It's beautiful. It's a chef's kiss. <laughs> so he is not going to be grouped in with the losers because he wants to go to UA High, which is the national school. And it only lets in, like, I didn't write it down, but I think it was like 0.2% of people. Mm-hmm, something like that. Deku also wants to go to UA. Mm-hmm. Which everyone laughs at because they're like, you don't have a quirk. Why would you go to the superhero school that's, like, the national school? And the bully just, like, straight up attacks his desk, which, like, I don't know why the teacher's fine with that, but whatever. <laughs> Terrible teacher. <laughs> Terrible teacher. But he didn't come off that great talking about the superhero stuff either, so I'm not that surprised. The teacher is also an extra. We never see him again either. Exactly. Just some loser. That <laughs> <laughs> Some terrible teacher who lets Bakugo just straight up bully in the middle of the classroom. Anyways, Bakugo, like, attacks him, and I kind of expected something different from Deku than him just, like, having this, like, really upfront emotional speech about how he, like, doesn't want to compete with him, but it's always been his dream to go to UA High, so he just wants to try because he'll never know if he didn't try, and it's like, this guy's been your bully for how long, and you're giving him this emotional speech that's adorable. Deku is a a sweet little boy. (laughs) Sweet little sad boy. So sweet, but Bakugo is still mean about it because he sucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're still going to be in love, though, so it's fine. (laughs) And then we see some buildings, and there's a title card, and the sub told me this says the same city, which seems like a weird title card, but sure. Sure. I guess the city doesn't have a... They don't have a name for the city? They just want to know it's the same place? I can't remember if this city has a name. If it is, it's probably a Star Wars name, because the fun thing about this is every place name is just a... Place in Star Wars. I saw that on the IMDb when I was trying to look up their names. It was like, Star Wars location. I was like, uh-huh. okay. So in the same city, there's this green goo monster running around as a thief. And all these people are just kind of standing on the street going like, oh, it's weird that there's like not a superhero here. There's like always superheroes here like dealing with this shit. And from the back, we see this like pretty normal guy walk out of a shop. And then as all these people are speaking about how there's not a superhero, he grows tall and muscly and he says this cool catchphrase and everyone looks at him and they're like, wow. And then he walks forward all tall and muscly and smiles and we assume he's going to get the villain. And then we're back to the end of the school day. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's very fun. Uh, And Deku just wants to go home and write about the incident that morning with the girl in his notebook. But Bakugo steals his notebook because... Again, he's mean. And the notebook is titled Hero Analysis for the Future, which is pretty funny. He's got to start planning his hero future now. I think, I don't think this is the way the show goes, but I think it'd be really funny if he went to UA High and he was on this, like, weird specialization track where his whole thing was, like, researching other superheroes to make, like, a giant database of, like, all their strengths and weaknesses. He'd be good at that. Exactly. I think you'd be great at it. 
So anyways, Bakugo is mad because he wants to be the only person to make it to UA High from their high school because he thinks that'll be cool for his superhero origin story. And, like, he's exactly the kind of person who shouldn't be a superhero because he's a huge bully. Mm-hmm. And anyways, while he's having this speech, his friend, who's, like, a random extra we'll never see again, just <laughs> randomly says, he's so pretty. <laughs> oh, he says petty. Oh, pretty's better. <laughs> I wish his friend just randomly said he was pretty. (laughs) See, I prefer mine, so we're sticking with it. Okay. Bakugo's friend just secretly has a crush on him. Yeah. (laughs) And he thinks it's really sexy when his friend bullies people. (laughs) Can't keep his mouth shut about how sexy and of a bully his friend is. Very good. Although the fact that his friend does just randomly say he's so petty is also kind of funny because it's like... (laughs) character with his, like, bully henchman, and then one of his henchmen is just like, yeah, Baku is super petty. Like, I don't even think he's that cool. I think he's really petty. He's like, why am I even here? I actually yeah. don't like this guy. Yep. And then Bakugo makes this comment where he's like, if you really want to have a quirk, you should just, like, jump off the building and hope you have a quirk in the next life. Mm-hmm. Which is really mean, obviously, but then we go to Deku's voiceover, and Deku's voiceover comments on that, but it's not like, that was mean or that sucked. He's like, he shouldn't have done that. That's so stupid. Now if I actually jump off the roof, like, he'll be in trouble for that. (laughs) And I actually think that's amazing that Deku's, like, not even just, like, depressed. He's like, that's, like, he's, like, mad that, like, Bakugo would get in trouble for, like, telling Deku to kill himself. Right? I just... (laughs) Deku has, like, the most insane reactions to things in this episode, and it makes me really like him. He's a very odd person. He is. He's a really weird little guy. He's very funny. And anyways, he finds his ruined notebook in this, like, koi pond, and it starts a flashback. And there's this flashback of him, and he's maybe, like, four or five, they say he's in kindergarten, and he's running to see his mom while she's doing the dishes, and he's yelling about the computer, and he wants to go to the computer to watch this disaster video of uh, Captain America <laughs> yep, saving people from uh, what seems to be, like, a huge explosion or a fire or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Deku has a huge crush on Captain America, and he wants <laughs> yep. to be just like... <laughs> yeah, uh, this is entirely accurate. <laughs> I'm incapable of not seeing the, like, huge anime eyes and this, like, glowy, amazed look they have as, like, being in love with someone. That's how it comes off to me. That's such a good interpretation of Deku's obsession, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He's a big fanboy. I think he actually gets called a fanboy earlier in the episode. It's mm-hmm. a good description for him. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't ma- manifested a quirk yet at five, and the mom takes him to the doctor because she's like, that's weird. And the doctor basically says, you should give up. You don't have a quirk because we started analyzing kids' pinky toes. And if you didn't have two joints, then you had a quirk. And we decided this was like an evolutionary step up. So your son does have two joints. So he doesn't have a quirk. It's the most random, but kind of fun, like, explanation for, like, how we know if they have quirks or not. It's like... Yeah, it feels like something the medical field would do. Mm-hmm. But it's also good because it did explain why they randomly ended the scene where Deku was being bullied with a close-up on his foot. <laughs> I noticed that, too! They did it a couple times where they focused on his yeah. foot, and I was like, is this because of the toe thing? And I was like, I think it is. <laughs> I just kept seeing his foot, and I was like, why are we doing feet close-ups? Like, is this that kind of anime? And 
Deku also has these, like, red shoes that are very iconically, like, a iconic part of his character design, and he's, like, not wearing the red shoes in one scene when they focus on the foot, and I was like, mm. is this supposed to be, like, is this about the toe, or is this about, like, he hasn't evolved into his red shoe form? <laughs> Either way, evolutionarily, not there yet. Not there his yet. Feet. And then we cut to hit little him back in the dark, and he's watching this video in the pitch black, and he's sad, and his mom is sad, and he asks his mom if he can still be a hero without a quirk, and his mom just starts crying, <laughs> and it's very sad. Yeah. Poor kid. And then we flash back to older him. And he's like, I won't care what anyone thinks. And then he just starts laughing like a little fucking psycho. And there is a reason for this. It's because when Captain America was taking people out of the thing in that video, he was laughing, which is also creepy, by the way. (laughs) Smiling would have been fine. Laughing is creepy. Yeah, it's a little weird. They're like, the idea is clearly like, he's such a great hero that he's always positive. But like, it is like... People are dying all around you and you're laughing. (laughs) Right? It's like, it'd be one thing if, like, you're saving people with a smile on your face. Like, I could see that being, like, kind of like a cartoony, positive vibe sort of thing. Coming out of a fire laughing is just, like, it's a bad move. You don't see that much of All Might in this episode, but All Might is also a very weird guy, so. (laughs) (laughs) All Might strikes me as a very weird guy in the very little we saw of him. Yeah. He and Deku honestly are, like, perfect for each other. They're both very weird. Beautiful. So anyways, he's laughing like a little psycho, and he goes in this tunnel, and oh my god, the giant goo monster is there. And he appears, and he starts wrapping himself around him, and he's like, we're gonna, I'm gonna take over your body, and you're the perfect disguise. (laughs) He also at one point says, you're my hero, which I thought was very funny, because the whole episode is Deku being like, can I be a hero? And then he's the hero of this goo monster that's just attacking him. Very good. Very good. And as he's choking, and he's like, oh, I'll never do this, he looks back at his notebook, and it has a picture in it. I don't really know what the picture is supposed to be of. I don't know if it's, like, his superhero costume, or if it is supposed to be Captain America Man. And uh, then Captain America Man shows up, and he (laughs) comes to save him, and he starts a fight. And he does say Texas Smash out loud in English, Uh which... Is when I stopped feeling bad that I was calling him Captain America, because I was like, fine. Literally, all of All Might's attacks are just the names of American states and, like, a word after. It's like, Texas Smash, or, like, Detroit Punch, or whatever. (laughs) Perfect. That's literally his thing. Okay, so, Deco passes out, and All Might wakes him up by slapping him in the face, and Deku, like, freaks the fuck out, because why wouldn't you? And he's fanboying really hard, and he's like, I need an autograph. Oh my god, you already autographed my notebook. And All Might has captured the goo monster in, like, a soda bottle? And Deku wants to ask all these questions, but Captain America's like, no, I can't. I'm important and cool. So he just, like, jumps away, but then he looks back, and Deku is hanging onto his legs. Yep. Which is great. And he's fighting in the sky, but then Deku's like, if I let go now, you're gonna kill me. I'm gonna die. <laughs> and All Might's like, shit, I can't do that. So he stops. Yep. <laughs> and then he coughs a little bit of blood, and he's like, shit. Which, 
Anyways, I have theories, but... Okay, I'm so excited to hear your theories, but I also love that he says shit in English. Right? <laughs> All Might does say things in English a lot because that's his cool superhero persona as being American, even though he's not American. Of course, the most cool superhero persona <laughs> being American. Yeah. <laughs> he lands on a rooftop, anyways. Mm-hmm. And Deku has this flashback of all the mean things that have been said about him all episode long. The poor kid. So he kind of like pauses and reaching out, but then he asks, can I be a hero without a quirk? And All Might does this dramatic stop and this big like rising like orchestra music plays. And Deku is like, meeting All Might was great, but I didn't really know how much this man would change my life. Because they're also in love, and then the episode ends. Yep. I couldn't remember until, like, I watched it what exactly was in this episode and what was in the next episode. And there's a lot of, like, iconic moments in the next episode, so I actually watched the second episode, too, so I could talk about it more. (laughs) But yes, that is where the first episode ends. All right, so with that summary, um, what did you think? What did you think about the first episode of My Hero Academia? It was cute. Mm -hmm. I really like the characters. I think it's... I don't know. I think they're interesting mm-hmm. and they have like fun personalities going on. And I am curious how Deku, like, what happens there? Like, I'm curious if he does become a hero without a quirk or if like he somehow randomly manifests the quirk mm-hmm. by like falling in toxic sludge <laughs> or whatever happens to Marvel heroes. Yeah. And, you know, I did find that it like, The show, like, signposts a lot. Like, it tells you a lot of things or, like, tries to direct you, like, really specifically on, like, what's gonna happen. Mm. Which I feel like could have been done a lot worse than it was. Mm -hmm. There were, like, it didn't feel very, like, condescending. It just felt obvious, I guess. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, yeah. These first couple episodes are also very much, like, establishing the premise mm-hmm. of the show. I honestly, I can't quite remember, but I'm pretty sure the first episode, or even the first two episodes, are literally, like, the first chapter of the manga, just trying to, like, set it up this, what yeah. the world is and what the characters are. So I feel like that also makes it a little more, like, signpost-y than maybe yeah. the rest of the series is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you like the characters and stuff. I actually, like... I really like My Hero Academia, and I was, like, really into it a few years ago. Like, it was, like, one of my favorite fandoms. Um, and then I kind of fell off it a little bit, just because, not for any particular reason, but, like, I just got into other things. But then re-watching these first two episodes, I was like, dang, I miss this show. I like <laughs> these characters. They're cute. Yeah. And you already, and you only met a few of them. There's so many more characters that you meet once the actual, like, school stuff starts. But, yeah. Would you, would you keep watching it? I don't know. Like, I'm curious about it. I don't know if I would, like, sit down and watch it, but I also wouldn't not watch it. I don't know. That's fair. That's actually more than I... That's I would test a few episodes. I don't know if I fully want to commit to, like, yeah, I'll watch all of it, but I Mm -hmm. might, I might, like, watch a few episodes. Okay, yeah. I mean, it is, like, pretty long. Like, it's a... There's several seasons of it, and, like, I have more or less been keeping up with the manga, and, like, it is getting towards the end, I think, the manga is, but it's, like, 300-plus chapters or whatever. Like, it's not short. Love it. But on that note, then, how much do you want me to spoil? Because the next couple episodes of, like, establishing, there's a lot I could spoil or not. I don't know. 
feel like establishment isn't spoilers, though. That's true. It's just spoilers for, like, what happens in the next couple episodes to establish the premise. Can I so. give you uh, my my beautiful and accurate predictions on the show? Yes, I, I really want to hear your predictions, and then I, and then we'll talk about what actually happens, because I do kind of want to talk about that. But I really want to hear what you think happens, because I feel like the way they ended it, too, like, they... They didn't give you that much. There's a lot that could happen from where this episode ended. So yes, I want to know what you think happens. Okay, so I obviously think that both of the guys get to go to the school because this show doesn't make any sense if they don't. That would be weird. That would be a wild premise. <laughs> <laughs> this is a show about a superhero school. These two characters you meet in episode one, they don't go to superhero school. They just don't. They don't make it. It's fine. <laughs> it would actually be very funny if Deku made it and Bakugo didn't. Um, <laughs> that would be funny to me. That would be interesting, actually. So anyways, I think they both get to go to the school and Bakugo is really mean about it because he sucks. <laughs> But I hope he gets put in his place by someone there who's like, actually, you're not that cool, and your power's not that cool, and you kind of suck. And then he gets really depressed and sad, and they become friends and boyfriends, and they fall in love. And then- <laughs> I love this. Obviously accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think Deku. Mm-hmm. I want to have faith in this show because of how much it was like... See, harping on makes it sound annoying, and it wasn't annoying, but, like, how much it was focusing on the idea of, like, whether or not you can be a superhero without a quirk. I want to have faith and say that they don't give Deku a quirk, and that he does just get, like, this really cool superhero suit and get to become, like, a superhero. And maybe a superhero suit is, like, augmented in the way that, like, some Spider-Men can actually shoot webs and some of them have, like, a device that shoots webs, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he becomes a cool hero under the tutelage of Captain America. Mm-hmm. And now Captain America, Captain America was coughing blood when he uh, was flying. So mm-hmm. I think that he's dying. And I think that, like, the specific reason he's dying, because we saw him transform into All Might. So it's mm-hmm. clear that, like, his power isn't just that he's this, like, super strong buff dude. It's that he can change into this super strong buff dude. Mm-hmm. So, like... I feel like normal All Might is just this normal dude, and he does it to just, like, get away with his fucking life, which, like, good for him. (laughs) And no one knows. He's just chill. And that's the part that I think changes Deku's life, is he's like, wait, All Might actually is a normal guy, like, 90% of the time, but then he's gets turned into cool superhero dude, but I think that turning into cool superhero dude is, like, slowly killing him, because he probably gets to make all the muscles, but not, like, rearrange his organs in a way that would work for that, so he's, like, slowly, like, crushing the fuck out of all of his organs, and I don't think they get that into that in the anime, because that'd be weird, but they did just give you a whole lesson on the anatomy of the foot, so maybe they do. (laughs) Uh, so I think he's slowly killing himself, and he's, like, trying to give Deku this, like, big brother mentor-style thing of, like, of course you can be a hero without a quirk, but one day I will have to either give up my quirk or die from it. And Deku's like, wait, if I can be a hero without a quirk, then why can't you be a hero without your quirk? Like, why don't you just, like, stop 
doing that? Like, what's wrong with you? And they have this very cool morally gray dilemma of like, do you support me being a hero without a quirk or do you need your quirk to be a hero? Like, these two things are in direct opposition for each other, but you seem to believe both of them. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a guy with a bird face and I think <laughs> he's cool. Yeah. That's my prediction. <laughs> That's a really good prediction. They go to school and they meet all these people and all these people are there. And they all have cool superpowers, but they all are in chess club because they're a bunch <laughs> of nerds and they become friends with all the nerds in the class for nerdy reasons. That's what I want. I really like your interpretation of Deku and All Might's whole deal. You're not quite correct, but I feel like you kind of have the vibe. Do you want me to tell you kind of what the actual setup is? Yes, tell me everything. So the thing I wasn't sure about whether this happened in the first or second episode, it happens in the beginning of the second episode. When Deku asks All Might, can I be a hero without a quirk? All Might straight up says, no. (laughs) (laughs) Mean. But he says it in kind of a nice way. Like he's like, okay, so what happens is, so you're kind of right about the like, he's a normal dude who turns into a muscle dude. But what it is, is that he was before, it's not entirely clear if he always transformed or if he was just always in his muscle form, but either way, he was just like a strong hero. But then five years ago, he got into a battle with a character who ends up becoming kind of the big bad of the series, and he almost died, and he had like several of his organs destroyed, he only has like one lung, and his like stomach <laughs> is fucked up, and and he being like, I don't know if they go into the organs thing, it's like, they literally do talk about All Might's fucked up organs. Of course they do. <laughs> There's actually a lot of medical things in this show. One of my favorite things about this show and this comic is there's a lot of cases where characters get into like really serious bad fights and then have like permanent injuries or after effects from that, which I feel like is very rare in like superhero stories or like fantasy stories where like people get into these like life-threatening fights and the end result is either they're dead or they survived. (laughs) Like there's no in between. But this series does a lot of, like, they lived, but, like, All Might. So All Might was super fucked up and almost died. And now his, like, normal form is super, like, emaciated. And he's, like, dying, basically. But he can still kind of go into his, like, superhero form for, like, a few hours a day. But it's really taxing on him. And, but he doesn't want anyone in the world to know that this happened. Because he's kind of, like, the symbol of heroes. And he's, like, if the villains knew that the the hero of Japan was, like, dying and most of the time can't go into his superhero form, then, like, chaos would break out. So I have to keep up appearances. But he, because he overexerted himself, he goes back into his, like, emaciated form. And Deku sees this. And Deku's, like, what is happening? Like, who are you? And All Might is, like, kind of explains what happened. And then he's, like, if... I, at my full power, barely survived this. I don't think someone with no powers could be a hero. And, like, there's still things you can do in the world that are heroic. And you could become a cop, which, cops, but he has good intentions. (laughs) You could become a cop or you could do something else for the world. But, like, don't try to be a hero. Like, be realistic, basically. And Deku is crushed. I mean, I feel like if we're going to have a problem with cops, we also have to have a problem with superheroes who are paid by the government Mm -hmm. on the basis of their worth. Oh, yeah. The superheroes are basically cops. Like, there's a lot of moral (laughs) things you could definitely explore with this, which they kind of do, because technically the overarching plot of the show is, like, villains being, like, superheroes are 
bad, basically. And then this, like, moral dilemma about, like, are superheroes bad? But the show mostly seems to fall on the side of no superheroes are good. But at least they do kind of explore that dichotomy, kind of. Um, it's a hard thing to tell a story about superheroes because you kind of either have to just be like, this is a fun story about superheroes and we're not going to talk about the morality of it. Mm-hmm. Or you have to get really serious about the morality of it. Or you enter this weird middle zone where you're trying to explore the morality of it, but you still want it to be a fun story about superheroes. So your message gets pretty muddled, which I feel like is kind of what happened with this show towards the end. Like where I'm at right now, it's like a little bit of a muddled message, I feel like. But if you're watching it for fun superheroes and interesting characters, it does that well. So anyways, point is... All Might says that, he leaves, Deku is crushed, he's like, wow, okay, I guess I really can't be a hero if my thing, <laughs> like, my idol said that I can't be a hero without superpowers, then I guess I can't. And he's super depressed, and he walks away, and then he walks back to downtown or whatever, and then the it turns out that the mud monster that All Might caught in his bottle got away while All Might was talking to Deku because he was distracted, and the mud monster is there, and the mud monster has caught Bakugo, and... Deku is like, oh my god, that's Bakugo, I have to save him, and All Might is there, but he's in his, like, emaciated form, he can't, like, turn back because he's, like, worn out, and he's like, I have to save this kid, and then Deku ends up just dropping his stuff and running over, and, like, he, like, throws his backpack or something at the monster, and it distracts the monster long enough that Bakugo can, like, catch his breath and can, like, start fighting off the monster, and then All Might, like, is inspired by seeing Deku, and he goes into his strong form again, (laughs) and he saves Bakugo, and it's all great, and then... Deku walks away and then All Might catches up to him later and is like, I saw what you did. Like, even though you didn't have any powers or whatever, like you went and tried to save that kid. And I think maybe you do have what it takes to be a hero. And also Bakugo runs into him at one point and Bakugo's mad that Deku saved him because Bakugo is like, I'm a strong hero and you don't even have a quirk. And don't dare you think that you saved me. Like I could have dealt with it on my own. Um, Deku's just like, okay, whatever. And then the thing that All Might does is turns out All Might was also quirkless when he was younger, and he met a guy, or a woman actually, who shared her power with him because her quirk was a quirk that she could pass on and she had gotten it from someone else. And All Might passes on his quirk to Deku, like he can share his quirk with someone. Their quirk is a quirk that can be like shared by (laughs) absorbing the person's DNA, which in this case is Deku eats some of his hair. (laughs) But anyways... I mean, I guess that's better than just, like, saying you have to fuck the person, so... <laughs> you can do anything that involves DNA. That's because it's eating hair. Um, <laughs> Let's be honest, though. That's that's what they were implying. Well, to me... Well, All Might met his mentor when I think he was a kid, and Deku met All Might when he was a kid, so hopefully none of them had sex. But the previous ones, because there's been, like, seven or eight generations of this, I don't know when they met. They might have been adults. They might have had sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, transfers DNA. That's like the point of it. <laughs> That's the point of sex. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> so then he does that, and so Deku gets to share the quirk of All Might, and then the and then he has this quirk, which is basically just being like strong. Every person in the sort of line of this power have like slightly different ways of manifesting it, and also I believe, if I remember correctly, every person who has had it before All Might also had a quirk of their own, so their quirk gets kind of added to it, so it's also kind of amalgamation of quirks. But then All Might was quirkless, but he got it, and he at first like the they didn't believe in him because he didn't have a quirk, but he got it, and he and so he like believes in Deku because Deku <laughs> can do it. So then he gets a quirk. 
But a lot of his like early arc and kind of later arc is like he has a quirk, but his body is not built for this intense amount of power. So he keeps like breaking his own bones and shit. <laughs> because and so he has to learn how to use this power. And at first he can only use like a tiny amount of the power because otherwise he would like hurt himself because he's not like built to have this power, which is an interesting thing. And then he goes to superhero school and then a lot of the rest of the stories about the other kids at his superhero school and him becoming a hero and blah, 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 and these villains wanting to get rid of heroes and so on and so forth. Uh, and then also All Might having to like eventually retire because he's like killing himself by using his power and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So that's kind of the general plot. <laughs> Fun. It's a cool story. Uh, I do think it's interesting that, like, when you watch the first episode, I feel like your thought is either, like, like you said, either he's going to be a a character who, like, becomes a hero despite not having a power, or he's going to acquire a power somehow. So he does acquire a power. He does acquire a power, but there is still, like, an interesting, like, what does it mean to get this power when he's, like, older, and... It's a power that, like, isn't really his, and Mm -hmm. he also has to, like, (laughs) explain away, like, how he suddenly has a power when everybody knew he didn't have a power. (laughs) Because it's, like, a secret. Because if people knew that All Might had this power that could be shared, then, like, villains would try to, like, acquire it. So it has to be a secret. But yeah, I feel like it could have also been an interesting story of, like, character who doesn't have a power becomes a hero. But I feel like that's also, like, slightly more predictable. And I think they did something a little more unexpected. I also just love that, like, you so expect All Might to be like, of course you can be a hero without a power. And All Might is like, nope. (laughs) No. No, sorry. (laughs) Fuck you. Okay, so for favorite character, I can make you guess my favorite character of the characters we met in this episode. But then I'll also, I I will list a few characters... That we meet later and make you guess out of those ones which ones are my favorite. But out of the characters we met in this episode, who do you think my favorite is? But isn't your favorite character the guy with the bird head? And that's why I've seen like 800,000 pictures of him? Yes. <laughs> I don't even need to <laughs> He is my favorite. I know you very well. His name is Tokoyami. Uh, he's great. He has a bird head. The best part is that having the bird head is not really his power. It's just a thing he has. He just has a bird head. It's completely unrelated. His power isn't even flying. That's beautiful. What else is kind of interesting about the powers in this world is because most people have powers and your powers are like generally like related to your parents' powers. There's a lot of people in the world who like just look weird or like look non-human because of like it's been several generations of people having weird powers. But then like that's not always even related to their power. They just also, like, so, like, we haven't seen Tokoyami's parents, but presumably one of his parents has, like, bird-based powers, and so he looks like a bird, but his power is that he has, like, a shadow demon living inside of him. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shadow demon that really likes birds, okay? Anyways, and Tokoyami, honestly, like, isn't even that important of a character. I would say there's kind of, like, three levels of characters that are in the school. There's, like, the main characters... There's, like, the kids who are at their school who barely get any focus, who are just there to round out the class. And then there's, like, the middle ones who are, like, not main characters, but do get some storylines. And Tokoyami is definitely, like, middle. Like, he gets some storylines, but he's not, like, a main character. (laughs) But I just think he's cool. Perfect. I love him. Uh, But do you want to guess who my favorite character is from this episode? Is it Deku? It's not Deku. I do like Deku. Oh, but he's so cute and sweet and lovely. Is it All Might? No, I also like All Might, though. Is it the bully boy? It is. Which makes me seem like a bad person. 
But then he falls in love with Deku and he gets better. Well, I don't know if he falls in love with Deku, although you can definitely argue that. But um, <laughs> there's another character he falls in love with more. But like Bakugo, I think, is a really interesting character because he and Deku were like childhood best friends, which isn't super clear from this episode, but they were friends when they were little. <laughs> They're like childhood bullies. They were friends when they were really little, and then they got to a point where Bakugo kind of like realized like he has cool powers and Deku doesn't and he wants people to think he's cool so he kind of starts bullying Deku but even when they were little Deku still kind of like liked and idolized Bakugo and like even when they're older and Bakugo is very obviously being terrible to Deku Bakugo still lets him call him Kachan which is like very much a little kitty name and you just like yeah like, he's like he's still like, even when they're, like, in school and stuff, like, he calls them this, and Bakugo is just kind of like, whatever, like, so, like, they have this very weird relationship of, like, definitely Bakugo is shitty to Deku, but they still kind of have this familiarity of, like, being childhood friends, and even though, like, Deku is clearly hurt by Bakugo in this episode, there's very much a sense, and especially later on, that, like, Deku still views him as, like, my childhood friend, who, like, is shitty to me sometimes, but, like, we have this history, and I don't take him as seriously as I might otherwise. Like, even when Bakugo is, like, telling him to jump off a roof, he's, like, less sad and more like, that was such a shitty thing to say, he could get in trouble. You could get in trouble for that. You really shouldn't say that to me. Like, what if you got arrested if I jumped off a roof? Like, that'd be bad for you. I just think they have a really interesting relationship more so than, like, your standard, like, oh, he's the nerd and he's the bully. And also, what's interesting is once they get to the school, Bakugo, like, is not popular. Like, everyone at the school thinks Bakugo is an asshole. And Bakugo is also, like, kind of a huge nerd because he really, really wants to do well at school. So he's like, I go to bed at, like, 8 p.m. I study all the time. And everyone (laughs) is like, wow, he's kind of an asshole and he's really standoffish and he, like, goes to bed super early and no one ever really, like, hangs out with him. (laughs) And so at first everyone just thinks Bakugo kind of sucks. And then a few of the characters kind of just decide that they're going to be Bakugo's friends, and they kind of, like, are like, wow, well, here's our friend Bakugo. And Bakugo's like, I hate all of you guys. And they're like, haha, Bakugo. And, like, it's just such a, like, I think he's just such an interesting character that, like, he could have been such a, like, stereotypical bully, and instead he's just, like, this weird guy that everyone kind of thinks is an asshole. And then <laughs> he starts to, like, feel really bad about things, and he ends up, like, kind of making up with Deku, and they have, like, an interesting dynamic, and, like, I don't know. I just think Bakugo is a really interesting character. I can definitely see him going that way. I think, like, a lot of shows, when they introduce a bully character who's clearly a main character, that person is almost never, like, terrible. Mm. That person is almost always, like, very, very mm-hmm. interesting. So I could see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So that's that's Bakugo. You didn't meet one of the two people in my favorite ship. But it's a Bakugo and the guy yes. falls in love with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a guy named Kirishima who's another guy at school, who his power is that he can, like, turn his body into, like, stone, and he can, like, and it makes him really, like, strong, and he can, like, punch things, and he can, like, take punches really well, because he can, like, turn to stone. And he's just this very, like, positive, boisterous guy who, like, likes getting in a good fight, but, like, in a very, like, friendly way, and he's, like, super supportive of all his friends, and he's, like, just this, like, really boisterous, friendly guy, and he kind of just, like, decides he's gonna be Bakugo's friend and at first Bakugo's like no like I don't like any of you and Kirishima just kind of keeps being his friend and they end up like becoming really good friends and there's a scene 
Bakugo also is, like, the damsel in distress of this show, which is really interesting. Mama. He gets, like, kidnapped or otherwise, like, harmed by villains many times. I feel like the fact that that happens in episode two is, like, an establishing thing for his character. So he gets kidnapped by villains later. Because he's such an angry person with a strong quirk that the villains basically are like, you'll want to be on our side, right? And so they, like, kidnap him and want him to be on their side. And Bakugo's like, fuck this. And he's super freaked out because he's been kidnapped by these villains. And then the kids decide they're going to go save Bakugo because, like, the adults aren't doing it. And at first, like, Deku's going to be the one who, like, goes in and saves Bakugo. And then they're like, no, like, it can't, you can't go in and save him Deku because he like won't let you like he will <laughs> he will let he's like Bakugo is very proud and they're like he will he will literally die rather than let us save him but they're like but he would probably let Kirishima save him and so they send Kirishima <laughs> in and Bakugo does let Kirishima save him in like a very dramatic moment it's beautiful it's and they're in love <laughs> beautiful I love them they sound in love it's really good I love Kirishima he's also one of my favorite characters he's great yeah. He's also great because his backstory is that when he was in middle school, he was really, like, a little emo kid, and he was really, like, depressed Aww. and dressed all in black, and then he came to this high school, and he was like, I'm gonna change who I am, I'm gonna be who I want to be, and I'm gonna, like, be positive, and then he just, like, talks himself into becoming really happy and positive. Oh, I love him. cute. So that's my favorite chip. There's also Guess the Canon Queers. There's technically one canon queer character that I can think of. Who you absolutely did not meet in this episode. <laughs> okay. There's also, like, several relationships in this anime that are, like, the iconic anime manga, like, two male characters who have a very close friendship and or rivalry, and it's very homoerotic, but probably isn't canon. <laughs> There's, like, several of those. Classic. <laughs> including classic. Bakugo and Kirishima and a few others. But the technically canon queer is, um, there's, like, a, a group of superheroes who are, like, cat-themed, and they're kind of minor. They're, like, in one arc. They're, like, not that important. And one of them is canonically trans. Like, he was, like, part of the team, and then he transitioned, but he's still part of the team because it's all, like, a girl, a team of girls, but he's the one dude, but he is trans. And he also still wears the, like, little cat-girl uniform, but he's, like, very definitely a man. And he's, like, kind of played as a joke. But also not, he's not really that important of a character. I don't know. It's, it's like, is it problematic? Is it not? I don't know. He's a good guy. He's like one of the pro heroes. He's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's in a weird gray area where it's like, it, it is representation and you might have been trying to make a joke, but he also does seem like a real character. Yeah, and he's, he's a guy and like... Also, the joke is more that, like, this super manly dude is part of this, like, cutesy cat theme <laughs> superhero team. Regardless of whether he was trans or not, the joke is more that, like, they're all super cutesy, but he's super masculine. And that also, he's just also happens to be trans. He's in, like, one arc. His name is, his superhero name is Tiger. I don't remember his real name. Again, he's, like, not a super important character. But I was, like, trying to think. I was, like, all right. And I was, like, there's technically that guy. Other than that, I don't think there's any, like, canon queer rep. But there's a lot of those homoerotic relationships that anime loves. God, anime. So that's uh, that's My Hero Academia. That was fun. That was a fun yeah. time. I think if you like shonen animes and you like superhero stuff, it's a fun time. There's some cool arcs. There's some cool characters. The characters are very, like, nice, which is yeah. fun. The teachers are at the school are fun, too. It's also cute because at one point they end up all, like... Because at first it's just a regular school, but then they end up, like 
living at the school because there's like more villain attacks and they're like, we need to have the students safe in the school. Um, and so there's a lot of like domestic stuff that's really cute of just like the kids like living at the school, like sharing a, a dorm. I love the idea that like we we need to make sure the kids are safe from villain attacks. So let's put them all in one centralized location that the villains know about and know where it is rather than trying to make the villains guess their home addresses. Yeah, fair. The the thing is like their school is one of the most like defensible places in the city. So they're like, oh, they'll be more safe here. But also like, yes, then they're all together, which obviously does end up causing some problems. <laughs> but it gives us cute domestic scenes where they're all sharing a dorm and cooking together and living together and it's cute. That's all we need. We don't need no. logic. We need cute things. I need things. cute things of all these friends hanging out. Only thing that a show requires. I mean, honestly, you're mainly watching the show to watch the, the students have cute friendships. So that's what I watched it for anyways. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, My Hero Academia. Is there anything else you want to say about it? No, I don't think so. Do you want to know what you're watching in the new year? Yes, I would love to know what I'm... Oh yeah, it'll be our first episode in January. What am I watching to start off 2023? We are starting 2023 by being classic sitcom lovers. And we're going to watch Friends. I was going to say, is it the most classic sitcom ever? The most classic sitcom, which I won't describe, because if you don't know what Friends is, I am disappointed in you. If you don't know what Friends is, I would like to know what kind of life you've led to be listening to this podcast, where we talk about television in English, and yet you've never heard of Friends. I feel like you would have to have lived a very specific life for that. So, thank you for listening to our show. We will be back in 2023 watching Friends. And in the meantime, if you can write us a review on iTunes, we would love you forever. And you can email us at episodeepiphanies at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at epiphaniespod. You can use our hashtag uh, epiphaniespod or episodeepiphanies. We'll check them both. You can start your New Year's with your New Year's resolution being to tell five people about our show. That was a lot of people, so you're welcome to do one instead. (laughs) Tell at least one person about our podcast. Tell between one and five people. That's an easy one, because you can get that one done in a day, and then you're good for the year. Yeah, it's true. You can just, like, whip through your New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay, so... That's great for you. I'm glad you have a really short New Year's resolution because that means you're smart. And in fact, you're smarter than both of us. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Bye. Bye.